Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Good Mistake Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Good Mistake Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. Breakfast with Fish News. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. Uh, top 10 takes this morning. They're not hot takes. They're just fact-based opinions. That's all. I present these from the fishbowl right across the street from the star, of course, and I do it with your help. Bring something of intellect to the table. Get in, get on, be good. You can pitch in via the brief fund. You can subscribe to what we do here. It's absolutely free. And of course, if you want to add muscle to our hustle, hit that like button over the course of this morning. I've got a little extra time this morning. I'm not running out the door uh, like many of uh, us are. I, I know you got the kids around the breakfast table or you're driving to work, you're listening in the car or you're listening on your mobile device, or maybe over the course of the day, if you don't catch us live, obviously, um, between now and, oh, I don't know, noon, we'll probably have somewhere between 13,000 and 65,000 fish heads in Cowboy Nation. Let's go, item. And let's begin with the Zach lies. Uh, the photo that you see in the thumbnail is Zach Martin, and he's working with um, Mr. A coach, Manyweather, and uh, I, I know him a little bit, just a little bit, uh, and I've, I've visited him, Duke Manyweather, uh, I've visited some of his workouts, got to know him a little bit. He is as respected a personal line coach as there is. He's worked with a lot of Cowboys, worked with a lot of great players around the NFL. Let's straighten some things out here. In fact, we'll do a sub three. So this is thing number one, one A. You can financially trade Zach Martin. You shouldn't, you wouldn't, but you can. You will not take a salary cap kick in the Gortots if you trade Zach Martin. Now, I don't know what you get for him. You get somebody else's all pro guard? <laughs> And we're going to get to what's going on at, uh, in the offensive line in a minute. You're going to get, you're going to get somebody else's nine-time Pro Bowler, but you can. Item one B. I went back and watched my question and answer with Jerry on Glory Hole Day when I said to him, basically. There's precedent, Jerry, for you saying this has been a difficult tug of war. Let's sit down in good faith. You do this, I'll do that. There's precedent for it. And of course, there's precedent for it going on in the league right now. J.K. Dobbins, the running back for the Ravens, is a hold in. He is at camp and staying on pup. So he's going to meetings. He's present. He's not getting fined. By the way, Zach Martin's fine today, assuming he doesn't show up. I believe it's up to $800,000. Yeesh. That's an expensive point being proven by Big Zach. So there's precedent for, for saying, let, let's, why don't you show up and let's try to work on this in good faith. Now, I don't know where you know, they, uh, Dobbins... They've got him in his fourth year of his rookie contract. He was a second round pick. And so there's no fifth year extension. 
Um, they don't need to pay him. He's a good player, but makes 1.4 million this year. He wants to raise. Um, and so he's just, he's a hold in. So th there are ways to do this. And I said to Jerry, there's precedent here for saying, let's put down the tug of war rope for a minute and let's bargain in good faith. You show up. And he said, no, he said, you got that wrong. Uh, Mr. Mack, now you've got that one wrong. They do it all the time. The Cowboys do. They do it all the time. Especially when, as Jerry first told me in 1990, he was, I was the first media person he ever said it to, and it's kind of caught on. Uh, Mr. Mike, deadlines make deals. There is a Zach Martin deadline that he's blown through because of the fines. But we haven't reached a Cowboy deadline yet. They don't, the Cowboys, it, it would be helpful. They don't need him in Oxnard this week. They don't need him Saturday night in a preseason game against Jacksonville. Jonathan Trotter, Uncle Fish Premium. Deadlines don't necessarily make good deals. That's a good one. The, the Cowboys historically, I guess I'll, I'll have to work up the nerve to say this to Jerry's face too. The Cowboys historically cave in these situations. They get to the deadline and they say, okay, you got us. There is a history here, and it's a fib to say there's not. And there is a history of the Cowboys management taking its hard line and making it fungible, as Jerry likes to say. And here's lie 1C. Well, he he could be thinking about retiring. He I'm going to I'm going to Try to talk to Duke this morning, and then I'm going to put up a story on CowboysSI.com, and it's something we can talk about in more depth tonight, Fish at Six. I've seen his workouts. He, he looks outstanding. He is training as best you can, as if he's at a training camp without being in Oxnard. And that's a fact. And Duke says, when it's time, when it's time to show up, when it's ever, whenever he will be ready. And I believe that. I, I don't know that you sign your contract on the Wednesday before a Sunday game and be ready for week one. I don't know about that ready. But he, it, there, there is nothing in Zach Martin's actions that that indicate that and I'm, I'm hearing people kind of I don't know but they're whispering about it or they're yelling about it or everywhere in between there is zero indication from the Zach Martin camp from his personal coach or from his own workouts which I've seen that he's sitting around eating bonbons and by the way he might be the best player in football you don't get to be the best player in football by sitting around and eating bonbons. Zach Martin is trying to get a contract that he thinks is right and fair. 
no matter what we think about it, separate issue. Zach Martin is doing everything he can physically to get ready for football. And that's a fact. And anybody who says otherwise, that's a lie. <laughs> Item two, Rico is the guy getting the most serious first team work. So Rico, Malik, on Saturday night, no Tony Pollard, of course. Get to more on Tony in a minute. And the reason he was gone the other day, mystery solved. I told you a long time ago that the plan was that Deuce Vaughn is not getting cut. And that plan is kind of crystallized now, hasn't it? I'm not cutting them now. Originally, it was 100%. I was told 100% we are not cutting him. And that to me meant, well, okay, fine. Maybe you're going to, you know, sneak him over to the practice squad with a sore toe. Rico and Malik are about to get pushed by Deuce. Deuce isn't just going to get a chance to be the number three running back. He's going to get a chance to be the number two running back. And we're going to see that unfold. That might be story number one uh, in, in regards to what unfolds Saturday night. Jacksonville, 4 p.m. kickoff at AT&T Stadium. And yes, we will be there. Item three, and uh, my son, Tony Fisher, and uh, the producer of this show, Marsha, told me, quit bringing up his name. I will quit bringing up his name. I will just say that when we do this, this thing that we did to Dak again yesterday, Hall of Shame, he's in my Hall of Shame. Let's make this really, really clear. And there will be no arguments on this. There is nothing that Dak Prescott has done on the field that's ever been shameful. Success, failure, touchdowns, interceptions, wins, losses. Never shameful. And here's something more. And Marsha, come here a second and nod your head to this. Good morning, Marsha. Yeah. Okay. We have in the last, in recent years, become acquainted with people with friends of Dak Prescott's, right? Yes. Fr friends and neighbors. Oh yeah, totally. Yes. His neighbors swear by him. Correct. And Dak Prescott, you know, was a 24 year old ki single kid. So I'm not saying he didn't have his fun and have his parties. He did have his fun, right? Yes. And he did yes. have his parties. Yes, he probably still has kind of fun. His neighbors, none of whom are 24-year-old African-American people, 40s and 50s and 60s, right? of all sorts of political backgrounds and, well, similar financial backgrounds because of the neighborhood they live in, <laughs> swear by him. So not only, thank you, Sugar, not only is there nothing shameful about what Dak Prescott, the Sugar Bowl, Ramon Al... We could have a game and call it the Sugar Bowl, and you're in you're in charge of it. That's pretty good, Ramon. The Sugar Bowl, 
There already was, there already was or is one, but you know, you get the idea. Nothing shameful about throwing an interception. But more than that, the way this guy, and again, I'm not saying he doesn't have his fun. I've given you the parallel before, the Irvin Emmett parallel to Zeke and Dak, who, of course, used to go out and hang out all the time. Upper Doc, I got your $5 pitch in. No O-line depth and high injury risk. We have to get Zach in. Otherwise, this season cannot be successful. I, I will not debate this with you. In fact, I'm going to say this to you, Upper Doc, that one of the reasons that deadlines will make deals is this head coach will go to this owner and say, and I mentioned this last night, my right guard cannot block the Giants. We will get, my quarterback will get destroyed because my right guard can't block the Giants. Does it's crazy how national media people can crap on Dak after what he's been through, his amazing career, amazing being a relative thing, because amazing around here means Super Bowl, relatively amazing career. And of course, what's, what's so uh, bothersome to me about it is these same people barnacle themselves to the Cowboys and Dak Prescott like a barnacle on the side of a whale. They ride the Cowboys. And then when it's convenient for them, take inappropriate stabs at their own ride. The barnacle stabbing the whale. Ricky with a $10 pitch in. Cowboys prediction, 14 to three. A little early for my prediction, but there's nothing wrong with 14 and three. Unless, you know, they don't win the next one. The, the Emmett Irvin parallel, and I lived it. I'll, I'll just put it in kind of a, a quick nutshell. There's a knock on the door. It's the cops. Emmett runs out the back door. Michael Irvin answers the front door with no shirt on. The modern version of this, listen, all these times when, not all these times, many of these times when Zeke, did, did Zeke punch a security guard in the nose? Did, what's Zeke doing stumbling on the park? Hey, what's Zeke? Dak was there too. Dak just understood how to get out the back door. So uh, I'm not saying uh, you, you've got a collection of saints here when you win NFL man of the year. That doesn't make you a saint. It's highest honor a player can get short of Pro Football Hall of Fame. You can't find a Dak detractor when it comes to him as a person. Hall of Shame. There, there, there's some people who are living some shameful lives professionally in my industry. And in my circle, and Dak Prescott is not one of them. And he's not even close. And it's shameful to accuse him of otherwise. <laughs> Item four. Where was Tony Pollard? I having my baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. 
Tony Pollard just had a second daughter. And I believe his second daughter, I think his first daughter is named Maui. And I think she's two. And I think second baby daughter's birthday is comes the day after Maui. So congratulations, Tony Pollard. That's a damn good reason to miss uh, a little time in Oxnard. Good for you. Ricky with a $20 pitch in. Cowboys 14 and three, and it'll be Cowboys versus Eagles NFC title game at Jerry World. If you go 14 and three, it probably will have meant you did okay against the Eagles in the regular season, which can mean that you're the top seed in the NFC, which gets you the first round bye, which is the same as getting a win, kind of, in the first round. I'm for it, baby. RS, Uncle Fish Premium, Circle in the Star. Hey, how do I like get to Circle in the Star? Can the casuals stop asking for Cooper Rush to be the starter? One of the problems with this is, again, there's national media that made that push and continue to bring it up. When Dak throws an interception in practice, uh, Cooper Rush wouldn't have done. Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott are not on the same planet as quarterbacking talents. Having said that, RS, um, I I don't have a I don't have a problem with the so-called casuals. Um, not everybody can have the knowledge and passion that you have. Remember, Cowboys Nation is in America anyway, North America, the widest and deepest and most varied body of fans. It might be in the world, but certainly in America. And therefore, the wider the fan base is, the more you're going to have grandma over there who just watches the Cowboys because she used to like Landry. That's okay. You're going to have Jimmy over there who just likes the Cowboys because he just likes Dak. That's okay. It's all okay. So the casuals are fine by me, as long as you subscribe to the program. <laughs> Item five. Brock Hoffman? They've gone through about four guys. Nick, Nick says, I haven't heard anyone asking for Cooper Rush to start. Then uh, you must not own a TV, radio, or laptop. Although I don't know how you're doing this. Nick, go Google it. And then check back with me. Go Google it. And then come back to me with your tail between your legs. They've gone through about four guys. Well, maybe he could be the right guard. Maybe he could be the right guard. Cole, Hoffman looks pretty good at guard set. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, Cole. You're going to line up somebody named Brock Hoffman against the New York Giants. J-Dog, what about Farniak? He, he's one of the four guys who gets run in and out of there. Now, how are you, I don't know how you're supposed to have so much depth that you make up for the absence of Zach Martin. You don't, you can't. You don't have a six man who's a Zach Martin. This isn't the 1992 Cowboys. Marsha's first crush gets it. And this is what somebody told me last night about the idea of McCarthy eventually going to Jerry and saying, stop it. Marsha's first crush, Dexter Lawrence is waiting to line up against 
this collection of not good enoughs. I don't, you, you, I, I don't care how many names you throw, throw, you, you want to throw Farniak at me? Throw me at me. Farniak is not going to win against Dexter Lawrence. Brock, Brock Hoffman's not going to win against Dexter Lawrence. Joey Stewart, I'm waiting for someone on the line to develop like Steele did. Well, you got about three weeks. You better hurry up. Jacob Bradford, Uncle Fish Premium, with a smarter take on the Cooper Rush foolishness. I also haven't really heard very much about the idea of Cooper Rush starting, but that's because I don't listen to the bullsh from the TV networks. I just come here for the straight dope. Now we're talking. Joey, we need to start hitting on these, you know, well, let's go. Ball. Um, awesome Richards. There's candidates, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout. I didn't play in the NFL. If anybody's telling you, if anybody's at Oxnard telling you, I'll tell you our, our right guard in place of Zach Martin, that one, that one, that one, that one, he looks pretty good. They're, they're wrong. There is nothing about the Cowboys offensive line at all that looks particularly good. At all. Again, especially against this defensive front. But you go through them. Terrence Steele's work is fine. Tyler Biotis's work is fine. Tyler Smith's work is good. Tyron Smith work is fine. It's been a week, 10 days of work for the offensive line, and the weakest spot is right guard. Don't let anybody tell you that right guard's looking pretty good. $20 pitch-in from Ricky. Ricky, you are you are buying breakfast this morning. I appreciate your pitch-ins into the brief fund. I also appreciate that uh, we've got 200 people that have also hit the like button. We're halfway there. Thank you, Ricky, for uh, for your generosity. We will put that uh, that breakfast fund, debris fund, to good use uh, in our cowboy travels. Yeah, and again, Cole, I'm not trying to argue with you, but I but I see you're backing down a little bit. He, he you're saying he had a couple good blocks yesterday. Okay, you're you're not going to win with Brock Hoffman. You're not. Todd Peterson, Uncle Fish Premium. Don't knock Rush. He's a solid backup. Oh, he's more than that. For what they do here, he's he, he's a well above average backup. And then he got his chance to prove it in a in a scaled down system, which people don't seem to understand. In a scaled down system where he was asked to be only efficient, and he was very efficient. He got eventually got exposed, which is how this works. Just like baseball. Kid comes up from AAA. Pitcher. First inning. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Holy cow. By the time that 
leadoff hitter, that two hitter, and that three hitter, see him the third time, they got him figured out. They just never saw him before. By the time the Eagles had seen enough of Cooper Rush, they understood. And then Cooper Rush didn't have a particularly good game either. Cooper Rush is a very good backup. He's a very good fit here. He, he he's a he's an, uh, a probably a, he's a future coach if he wants to be. So he's helpful as a coaching kind of player. He's a sounding board for Dak. All kinds of great things. But he's not Zach, a Dak, and he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Which, by the way, I think that's kind of got proven out, didn't it? Contractually. Pastor of Muppets, nobody has problems with a backup quarterback who wins games. Let's just not create let's not create a some false narrative that because the backup won games, that he's better than the starter. It's nonsense. <laughs> Item six. Go back to the draft. And remember, we thought the Cowboys needed a guard among other things. The Cowboys thought they needed a tight end, no matter what. So the Cowboys pass on Kincaid, basically. They they weren't going to do Kincaid to tight end. They were going to do Mozzie, who, by the way, Cowboys are saying, no big deal on the MRI. And I'm saying, as soon as I see Mozzie practicing again, I'll believe you. Nothing wrong with that pick. But the Cowboys, we've got to get a tight end. So the Cowboys and the Bills kind of bizarre world each other. The Bills got Kincaid, the tight end, in the first round and got the guard, Osiris Torrance, from Ireland in the second round. I'm not knocking Schoon. And I don't know what the Cowboys thought. I don't know where they had uh, Ireland's Osiris Torrance on their board. Nothing against Schoon. You, you probably wouldn't mind having Osiris Torrance in your camp right now instead of having a fourth string tight end. Item seven, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I need to investigate this. You guys brought it up last night. So Shady McCoy showed up at Cowboys camp yesterday. And I mean this, I, it, so few of those TV poofs in LA actually make the effort to go up, they, they spend all day ripping the Cowboys. So few of them make the effort to go up the highway and go actually see them or talk to them. And Shady McCoy did that. Kind of. And we'll break it down for you tonight. Fish at six. Uh, Ramon, backup is always important. You don't have to tell me. I'm the guy that a long time ago said in the NFL, the backup quarterback is the 12th starter. That's how important he is. So it's a magnificent thing that the Cowboys 
who, by the way, speaking of Cooper Rush and his talent in general, you know how many times the Cowboys cut Cooper Rush? You know how many times Cooper Rush has been cut in the last four years? He's been cut like six times in the last four years. So just understand what he is, what they've unearthed, what they've developed, and what he's developed. And make no more of it than that. Michael Evans. So is it Emmanuel, whatever, and Shady, and Michael Evans says, because we only allow three slap decks per show. He goes, there's two of them. And we're going to break it down tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get into it. Because he got into it, kind of. Jim V, what about Dalton Risner? You're inching toward that time. And I've said, film wasn't good. Locker room wasn't good. And I've got, I got that straight from Broncos. But, and he's a four-year, four or five-year starter there. But I get what you're saying. Item eight. Probably since Tony Dorsett retired. We've been talking about the Cowboys and the screen game. And the Cowboys are trying it again in training camp. And it makes sense on paper. Marco says, good morning from Santa Barbara, California. Lovely. I need to ask this. It's been a long time since I asked this. Is it hard? Is the screen game, is, is, is running screenplays, is it hard, even in Mr. J, Texas Coast offense or otherwise, Texas Coast offense, by the way, the t-shirts are in the store. There's the Uncle Fish store right below. There's the link. Uh, Business is booming, and I couldn't be more proud of what Broken Halo is doing there. And I couldn't be more pleased with your involvement. Thank you all. Uh, Ginge, how does ball fit at right guard? Not well enough. I, I think that screen passes, I think that it's just to the, the timing of it all. Because it's doesn't, it seems like it should be easy. You got athletic pulling guard, got a big blocking tight end, and Tony Pollard. Pastor points out one of the problems might be that the, the defenders are too fast. Defensive end, outside linebacker, cornerback, say, the question, Pastor, is so teams in the NFL don't run screens. Mike Duckworth, you're ma are you making a joke about Isaac? Are you trying to? Are you just trying to joke me? Tammy, I'm getting my Texas Coast offense shirt soon, and I've lost five pounds. Hey, hey. 
again, I, I appreciate that we're all scouts, coaches, and players, and we all have the answer. I, here I am sitting here. I, I'm going to go ask somebody about the screen game, and I, why, why do I need to ask? I got 65,000 of you telling me what the answer is. <laughs> Forget that one. <laughs> Item nine. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think the Cowboys will trade away a defensive end. Zimron Vance, Tammy lost five pounds. Zimron says, I think I just found it. He looked around. <laughs> and item 10, and I don't want to uh, uh, take a poke at the media person who asked Mike McCarthy this because I don't know the full context. I just saw the quote. John Hirschman, Twitter clips have allowed us all to be Will McClay. Isn't it the truth, John? That's why, that's why one of the most popular t-shirts in the Uncle Fish store is I watch film because it's ironic. We don't watch film. We don't watch film. We watch Twitter. And, and John Machoda shows us a great play by Joe Blow and we all go, you know, deflection. Joe Blow's looking really good at this camp, we all say. It's, it's, it's good for John Machota and, and Clarence and myself and Bree and everybody that's provided, and obviously DallasCowboys.com. But yes, Twitter has made us all experts on what's going on inside training camp. So the question to McCarthy was, uh, thank you, Ricky. Isaac will surprise a lot of people. Not in the way you think, Rick. Not in the way you think. Really like him. Great story. Peter Laurie, what's with your hair getting darker? Uh, lighting? <laughs> Looks like it's, it's getting lighter to me by my eyes. Believe me, that, that, that'll change. Somebody asked me the other day, do I color my hair? And my answer is no. Of course, I don't do it. <laughs> what kind of slapdick do you think I look like? Somebody asked Mike McCarthy, Coach, what do you have left to accomplish? Again, I don't want to make fun of the questioner. What do you have left to accomplish? What? First of all, what city do we live in? In this town, with this fan base, if you haven't accomplished the Super Bowl, you haven't accomplished nothing. Next. You think, does somebody think because McCarthy won one Super Bowl that he hadn't won another one? And then third, I'm wondering if somebody thinks, well, you know, because you're kind of at the end of the line. He's 59. I got one. I got, I got 
three younger brothers who are as old as him. <laughs> what, what do you have left to accomplish, Mike McCarthy? Winning a Super Bowl this year. Joel Belichick is 71. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Bill Belichick's not, doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, there, there's, there's no, no reason to fold up the tents quite yet. What, what I want to accomplish is I want to win a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. And it can be done. Fish out. Oh.